tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, man. Welcome to Tim Paul Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? We're doing good. Hey, dude. Good to see you guys. I want to give a shout out, Baltimore, bro. Baltimore and Fredericksburg, Virginia. I had a great time. You couldn't be more opposite. The two markets. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. What, 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 what are we talking Baltimore about? Baltimore is great. I'm going to talk about Baltimore and Broken Sim if we get a chance this week. I think but, of Baltimore. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like, gritty city. Oh, dude. You know, urban. Oh, my God. You don't even know, wow. bro. And then Fredericksburg, I'm thinking of. It's more like the country, like, chilled out vibe. One, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I've been to Fredericksburg before, but not. not yeah. Well, I've been to Baltimore, great. too, actually. Yeah. Ba- Listen, man. I love Baltimore, dude. It was it was great to be there, and it was uh, it's so funny, man. It's a definitely like you're finally out of the South, though. Once you get to Baltimore, oh, that's it's like, like the North. That's yeah, where the yeah. North starts. You right. think Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that area, it's like DC, really. But DC still got a lot of South flavor to it. But once you get well, to Baltimore, I, it's like okay. I was in DC. There's a good chance in DC if you have a name. A street named after you, you are a war criminal. Will we agree? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nobody gets a, a, a street for helping people. No, uh-uh. like Dulles. I flew into Dulles. Oh, God, yeah. Think about who Dulles is, man, and what Scumbag. he did. The Dulles brothers literally brought the Nazis over. That's who, and we gave him his own airport. Only murderers get an airport. Yeah, right. Nobody. It's like it's like this whole psyop fuck job that goes on. But Johnny, you were you were bringing up something I wanted to bring up because uh, we got a great uh, episode for you. We're gonna get into some um, uh, growing. Well, we talk a little bit uh, about you know growing your own food, but we really just get into the again kind of the war on your mind with Dr. Kendra Becker. Uh, it was a great conversation. I know. You didn't let her talk. I go, I tried. I was just super excited. Uh, but, John, you brought up something very interesting. I wanted to get into it. Uh, talk about what you were you wanted to talk about because it fits into this whole, you know, uh, farm swap thing we wanted to do. Uh, okay. Um, well, I went with my girlfriend to this dispensary up the street over the weekend because she wanted to get some CBD gummy. She likes that stuff for sleep. And we went in there, and the salespeople in these CBD dispensaries are like just the primo, top-of-the-line retail uh, salespeople. And I, I was thinking about on the way, I was like, why are they such good salespeople? And I think it's because they're all the people that might even be like CEOs and shit in, in retail, but they can't piss clean, so they can't get jobs in any of those gigs. Which fits into something I was talking and, about. they're great. They were just is, great. Is that corporations are going to have brain drains. You're, you're, we're watching the beginning of corporate brain drain where it's like anybody worth their salt is going to, why it's going to go do business for themselves. Yeah. Like, why would you work in a corporate 
environment where you can get like uh, uh, hyper aggression on any little thing you do. Oh, microaggressions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or microaggressions yeah, yeah. on any little thing you do. Right, you have to. You're making everybody else money. It's like we said last time uh, with uh, the. Uh, I forget, it was two episodes ago where they were talking about a paycheck is basically to give you money to give up your dream for them. <laughs> when yeah. you can go and work on your own, build your own business, be your own boss, and it's only going to get worse in entertainment. Like anybody worth their own salt, why would they work through the action, go through all the bullshit of corporate art? Guy like Ryan Long, who we just had on, uh, you know, could be. In another time, would be in a writer's room somewhere or something like that. But yeah. it's now just writing it and doing thing. it as soon as he wants and putting it out and, and making good money, I would think. Uh, I mean, in obviously in podcasting in Hollywood too, but obviously in rappers and artists, they're not signing labels no more. They're being independent artists. Right? They're like, why am I going to give this motherfucker good. the money when I can sell tickets on Eventbrite? Keep Biggest the whole waste. money, sell my sh my sh my clothes on Shopify, and keep all the merch money. Yes. Dude. Although I'm curious, Sam. Now you you know somebody who's dedicated their life now to podcasting. Uh, what do you think? Because we're starting to see middlemen creep into podcasting. Oh yeah, in right. a big way. Right. What, and podcasting was kind of this out from traditional media for us, but now it's becoming more institutionalized. What do you think is is the what's the next pivot away from kind of getting the middlemen back out? Or do you think it just becomes a corporate structure and and we have to live like that? Because I'm I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about is like remember we used to go straight to advertisers. We made our own deals. Right. We talked to the advertisers and now we have these guys in between us and the advertisers that are taking a cut. Now a lot of them are good people and they're helping right. us I out. I totally understand yeah. what you're saying. But and now they're inserting themselves into it. But and, I still and, we don't get to like when we want to fight for something in an episode and they're like, hey, we don't agree with that or whatever. Yeah, you're going to have like the way we did an ad read, for instance. You know, right. we get notes on that, but it's through a third party now. We don't get to communicate with the advertiser. And yeah. it, before we kind of knew the advertiser, and they were like, yeah, cool, put well, your we, own spin on it, whatever. We do. I mean, a lot of people don't realize on the show, we get a lot of like sponsors hitting us up and yeah. we do work with a couple ad agencies and you have to decide what you want to do. Now, there's obviously a lot of people that don't do any ads on their on their shows. We, we do ads here because this mechanism called Tinfoil Hat is uh it has a lot of people that make it work yeah. there's like the people on the show then there's a bunch of people off the show because there's so much going on and it just like for one person to cover all that to is just, i mean like people can complain about the ads on this show i get it but just know that we're able to do multiple shows because of what's going on with adding ads to the show. I think that a lot of guys who don't have ads on their show, they do one show a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. We're giving you now three the last two weeks, and we'll probably start doing three on the regular because people want to add on here, and it's just like we, we're we doing that kind of volume. Yeah. And you know, Is there it, anything wrong with that? I ask you guys, honestly, tell me, is there anything wrong with that? Nope. What do you mean wrong? Like, is there anything wrong with like, hey, Making man, we got money? a bunch of people want no. to do ads. Let's do another episode. No, of course And not. you guys get more episodes. And yeah, we load up the earlier parts of the show. But then the second half is like an hour, hour and a half of nothing, of yeah. no interruptions. And like, but that goes back to we we control it. We decide it. We could turn down ads and we could do all that stuff. It's a, it's a bartering system. And that's what this episode's all about is like, get control your own destiny, man. You can do it. You now, I will say too. I want to. I want people to get the wrong idea here. We never get content 
suggestions from that, and that's what I'm worried. We've the never next step once is. had them go. We'd no. like you do a show on that. I will never do or, that. Or, or I'm saying like, hey, we didn't like how you talked about X. Will you cut that out no, in the show? We'll, we'll never, ne- we'll do, never that. do that. Never do that. Never. And if that, and if that's where is, we're going here, we'll then, never do it. Yeah, we'll we'll find a different I mean, way to exist. And but. the other thing is like, I mean, obviously this podcast is really big. That's why we need a agency. But like for my other little podcast, it's all homegrown. So yeah. were Sam's. When it started, we had the remember uh, the, the the chicken place that was so small when yeah. uh, Dave's Hot Chicken. We've had smaller companies, but now we're so big. We got like Manscape and Athletic Greens. But you go over there, and like, there's on well, George Perez. There's a guy that cuts our lawn for an ad read. I love uh, Jose. He's a good man, dude. <laughs> What's the name of Jose's? Uh, it's JB Barrios, uh, lawnmower service. He's gonna JB do. He was gonna, yeah, he's gonna do uh, Sam some work. I don't know I if he hope. did, but I'm trying. I guess We're the trying. Armenians don't roll their R's. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> we don't. I'm not very good at it. But again, it's all about self sufficiency and all that stuff. And like. Yeah. We're entering. I mean, I like people could get like really doom and gloom on this, and like I hate those episodes because I just don't believe it. I just don't believe on it. On what? What do you mean? Just everything. They're doom and gloom on everything. The end is near. Social credit scores. Oh, yeah. I just think that I think that we see what's going on, and it's going to get real hard. And you know, Johnny, you talked about it later in the show, and I hate to you know talk about something that we're about to talk about, but you're like, what's going on with Europe? I'm like, you know. I, I feel like, again, we, we get into this whole thing. is like, what is the game being played? And have you allowed a certain game to be... I don't Was that in the show? I don't think that was. That was no, when we were did. talking you about go, Twitter before, right? I thought that was when we were talking oh, really? about Twitter before the show. Maybe. Before the show? Okay, I thought we maybe we had talked on the show. Because you were saying that like Twitter is... Europe is like fighting, pushing back against Twitter. Yeah. And the Elon Musk buying Twitter. What do you guys think about Elon Musk buying Twitter? I'm reserving judgment. Let's see what he does with it. If he yeah, he's got to bring Trump speech, back, he's yeah. got to bring Trump back for me to be believe he bought it. Do you think Trump would come back though? Because Trump has this his own platform now. But I was does just he talking, use it. I was talking to Tommy G today, and he's like, he hasn't done anything with it. I think he knew this was coming. I think he, he knew. Oh, it was oh, really? Well, what if yeah. he's the one funding it? Well, my hey. whole question is, where do you think he got the forty-eight bill? Well, someone responded. Now I don't know if it's good, good, good it's, info. Someone but also to your, said under the mattress. To, yeah, yeah, to, to your <laughs> to your post about that, and said they had an outline that they it was like financing from Morgan Stanley, uh, you know, backed by I would assume his his Tesla shares, uh, which is where most of his money's tied up. So if if that's true, it's you know just. He got it from a bank. So me and John are kind of happy. He, he bought it at least right now. We're, we're in the middle. Yeah, we're I'm kind of in the middle. Judgment. What would you need to see happen for you to be like, all right, fuck yeah, he bought it? Listen, man, I I have I always have hope. I I mean, you know me, dude. I'm like, he could easily be the antichrist. I mean, I'm not, and I wish people. I I wish you all thought I was joking, but I, I yeah. I'm not. Well, and you know, he. Well, I will say I think he's going to bring Jack Dorsey back because one of the first things he mentioned was uh, open sourcing the Twitter code so people can like do their own improvements to it and stuff. And that was Jack Dorsey's big platform when he when he left Twitter was like we got to open source it, and a lot of people in the company were against it. Do you have any belief that Jack Dorsey could be a good guy that just got? I have no idea. I don't know. What do you think about paying for your blue check mark? Judge people by their works. Because if you pay for your blue check mark, that means that's a one hundred percent you. So whatever you say, it's gonna go I back think to you. That's and, gross. And the ones without a blue check mark. But, but no, but you can stay without a blue check mark. No one's telling you you can't I, be I, not I a blue think, check mark. You know, it's very weird. It's a it's a slippery slope. But again, I've talked about it before. Uh, I just feel that like being anonymous. 
Onion. Oh Renat. well, he's going to get rid of anonymity. Is what he's going to have identity verification. Yeah, the blue check mark. Yeah, the blue, the blue check mark. Good. You should be freaking out. If I you I, I totally agree. These shit talking pussies out there yeah, yeah. being that's tough that's guys. That's a good way to put it. Shit talking pussies. That's right. <laughs> You're right. You know? Yeah. They're just like, hey, dude. You know, I, I I one of the biggest hopes I ever had was when Mike Tyson beat the shit out of that guy on the airplane. And everybody oh. was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck around and find out, dog. And I thought that was it. That says that people are really tired of what's going on in the internet with people with fake names, fake fake images, talking mad shit. Like every time I see those prank videos, I just want that person to get fucked up. I still have the reason I watch. I was like, I hope that fool gets fucked up for pranking people because some of those are pretty intense. I used to watch Punk and hope for that too. I remember that. Like somebody I was like, just I hope clock. Just Ashton Kutcher just gets his ass. Seal beat. just yeah. punches Steve and he's in the face. <laughs> uh, so I, I have a lot of hope, and you know, it's like uh, you know, today's topic is very. Imp- I, I think about it all the time. I'm thinking about getting a hold of Jim Gale and starting to uh, have. You know, work on growing my own food. And I, th- you know, again, it's, it's going to be work, people, but that's what you got to do. You got to do that, man. And I just feel that, like, I, you know, uh, with all the stuff going on with Disney now, what do you think about that? About Disney losing all of their uh, a giant chunk of their business uh, you know they lost billions of dollars because people are are just selling their stocks that's wild to me but i still can't believe that florida took away their like how they were their own country or their own yeah. state I, when they did that i fuck was like oh dude exactly fuck around and find out you wanted to sit there and impress the fucking governor but just think about that because when we would see that people would pull their money out banks would come in and buy up all the all the stocks to keep the stock up but it didn't happen this time. And Netflix, Johnny, what's going on? Netflix is still like hurting or has it rebound? It's 37, negative 37. Did it rebound, Johnny? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, know like, this is like, this is what we talk about. This is real cancel culture. This is it. This is real cancel culture. What When the corporations no, it's still down. instantly gets rid of everybody. Look at that, dude. This is real shit. The last this five is- days, 37% down. And, and, and people are going to find out, man. It's just like this diversity thing went too far. And somebody put, somebody put, hey, if you guys don't like it, progressives, go start your own. You don't like Elon Musk buying up Twitter. Go start your own social media uh, uh, platform. They can't. There's not enough of them. CNN Plus just found that out. I mean, like, let's take a look at what happened on CNN Plus. CNN Plus started a, a new service, a, a live streaming news service, and how many people were doing it? 10,000. 10,000. That's nothing. In a city, I mean, in a country of 300 and what? 50 million people? Yeah. 10,000 <laughs> signed up for CNN Plus. But what do you they, think their goal was? Like, they must have had a minimum goal. What do you think their minimum goal was? Well, I hundred? Pers- hundred thousand. Yeah, I, I think their goal was to make it big enough to let let it go, and then they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we're just gonna pull CNN off." So yeah, that was. I don't think that was ever gonna happen. No, I think I think because CNN's lost its power. It has no power. Nobody's watching it. I mean, Johnny, I know I. Uh, we all loved John Stewart back in the day when it was easy to be like these guys. See, are I never like I never loved him. 
I you never like liked him more John now. Stewart? No, I thought he was always... He did this thing that I hated. He would get into debates with people, and then, uh, you know, and, I, and he would make fun of people that I liked, like Ron Paul and stuff. But then he would get into debates with people, and when it, shit got real, he would pull this card out that I hate. He goes, what do I know? I'm just a comedian, you know? And, and I hated that so much, dude. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I like John Stewart more now than I did back then, honestly. Well, respect on that, Johnny. Respect. I don't, I don't, I thought he was like going to push back and then he started just doing this woke ass shit. And it's just like, dude, it's just. Well, some people just aren't going to be what you want. You know what I mean? They're going to be good parts about them and bad parts about them. You know? Well, I, I mean, like, like Johnny, I mean, I hate to say, like, you've been championing Bill Maher to me when yeah, I've been like beating that dude like a, t- a pinata. And you're like, look at what he's talking about. And I would be. An idiot if I didn't acknowledge that you were totally right about that. He seems to be on certain subjects opening his mind to it. Now he's completely stupid when it comes to January 6th. D's and R's, yeah. You know? He's still still lost on that because he's from a time when it was like Jon Stewart thrived when we could go, Bush Republican bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It was easy to do that. But now that it's like across. The whole spectrum. And then you have to look at each individual person as like, are they good? I would go, I'm going to question everybody until they show you that, you know, they're not suspect. And if you're expecting someone to be 100% authentic, I'm not authentic, but 100% agree with you on everything. You're going to be setting yourself up for just a heartbreak and failure. Too high a standard, Right? Yeah, well, and also, I mean, people like can't, anybody who comes to a new, what would you say, like a new paradigm, a paradigm shift in their life, it's not something that happens instantly. You know what I mean? There's, it kind of slowly progressed. Like you, when you learned about certain things and, you know, and, and became woke, it's not really, you know, we say a red pill, but it's not really one thing. It's slowly you learn more and like add to it and your views evolve, mostly. Most right. people are like that. And so maybe, I mean, maybe we're just seeing people that they're not done baking yet you know what i mean they're not finished yet they're not well i mean when you're very high up uh, in the tower like bill maher is it's very hard to be able to see what's really going on he went on rogan though dude nice i swear to god i don't think he said one thing that i could disagree with on Rogan. he was great on rogan so i'm not gonna lie it was was good well i mean like he you know may you know i mean we're we've been talking about this is seven years of this kind of war for on your mind i mean it's been happening forever but really it kicked into high gear in 2015 i'm really starting to believe maybe in 2012 we all died and we got into this new reality where there is no common sense it was this it was it's it's all it's 24 7 back then you used to hear it when you would go watch tv when you would go on the news I'm now getting you're getting now you're getting shit 24 7 like there's not if i don't know the new topic I'm I'm out the loop. There's no such thing as like a topic for a whole week. You're yeah, out the loop. I'm with you, dude. That's why I love going back to North Carolina because it's nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, nobody cares. And then, dude, I think it's gonna be like that for. I think like small towns are gonna be where you gotta go. Like my family, dude. I you know like let's say Elon buying Twitter. I'll go home and talk to my family. They won't. They don't even know who Elon is. I yeah. mean, it's like that. It really no. is. Like and that, that is yeah. wonderful. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. I love going back. And by Friday, I'll do a podcast and I'll try to bring out Elon, and they'll be like, "That's old. We already talked about it. Everyone <laughs> already get." Yeah, like, you're, you're right, Johnny. Out there, you could talk to them for a cool minute about it. They live on a, a what a, a what we call basic 
level, which is like life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my yeah. I mean, my dad has he's got shit to worry about. Like you know, let's make sure that all the cows haven't escaped. You know, I mean, he's living. I mean, we'll, we'll living look, on the earth. You know, I mean, I mean? Well, why did this? Why did she have to leave? She had to go take care of her horse. Yeah, yeah. When do you hear that shit here? But you know what, dude? I'm going to say this is just like, again, going back to the brain drain. It's like somebody put out that California's getting very feudal, where it's like super rich and super poor. And they're going to have a real problem soon with, you know, and, you know, I, I know that Robbie Martin hates the Epoch Times, and I know there's some issues with them. And, no, you know, I don't think anybody's pure, right? Uh, but. They were they were talking about how like crime now is an issue because it's going into the wealthy neighborhoods. And what, that, do you, what do you when you say they're gonna have a problem? Do you mean like pitchforks? Like, hey, we're coming for you? Like that kind of problem? What do you mean? Well, I mean like there's going to be no middle class, okay. so you're going to have. But like guillotines, is that what we're talking about? Was that what you're worried about? Ah, uh, it's interesting, Johnny. What does that mean? Well, when I mean, I, say I think the riots were part of that. I mean. Yeah, it opens the door poor, for sure. Poor people rioting, poor people trying to come up on some shit I mean, that like, they couldn't. Doesn't it basically become Brazil? Where it's like super rich and super poor? Like, do you want that? Do you want farfellas? Is that what they're called? Do you want that? That's oh, what, Yeah, farfellas. Farfellas? I mean, well, that's that's what that's what California's gonna be. Hood and, and Malibu. Well, do you remember when, when the riots came to that white white couple's fucking house and they had the AR fifteen <laughs> outside? Is that what that's what it would have to be? Or or that guy, do you remember that guy from ESPN who was like, Yeah, burn the city down, you fuck, it's gonna and then they were at his gated community, he's like, They're at our house, they're at our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's wrong with you people? That's what we're yeah. talking about. Uh-huh. Like the fact that People are freaking out that they're mugging people in in, in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like now it's an issue. They've been doing that in the poor cities forever, and you didn't care. Now that's on, on your doorstep. Now it's an issue. And dude, you have these DAs that are like, listen, dude, letting people letting people out who have committed a crime, a real crime, yeah. and I think like crimes against other people. Yes, yeah. it's not the answer to. Fixing the economic imbalance, okay? No, no, no. If you let criminal out, they're going to commit more crime. What the, the answer is, how do you get these people to do jobs that give them enough money to feel like they're worth something? That's it. Yeah, I mean, not even the money, but also just a sense of worth, you know, from work. And the Democrats have to really ask themselves, how are you pro-union and for free trade? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And the reason they do, that they're for everyone I know in Hollywood that's like free trade, free trade, free trade, it's all because they work for corporations. That's why. Guys, I want to go in. I want to say real quick again, thank you, Baltimore. Thank you, Fredericksburgs, for coming and see me. It was great, dude. It was great. I'm loving it. Going into these second, third. Was, mar- the, was the vibe different in each room? Like w- w- they were both great, okay. but Baltimore, that was the shit. They loved really? to laugh, dude. Okay. They were some huge laughs, and it was a blessing. And I had a great time, and I loved it. Uh, I'm going to be with my good friend Xavier Guerrero and Eddie Bravo. We're going to be Aurora. Uh, first, first show is almost sold out. 
Uh, first show stand up. Second show is Swarm Take. That's where you get to come and talk to us about all the wonderful things that you've always wanted to ask us about. We answer. We do about two hour show, hour and a half, two hour show of just you asking us and us going off. And uh, it's a wonderful time, and you get to meet and greet with all of us from the show. And then the next night, we are in Floatfest in Gauz, Texas, which I can't wait. Uh, I had a great time there last year. I'm honored to be at the second annual. They called it the first annual last year, and I did want to correct them because it was on a T-shirt. <laughs> but it's like that's called the inaugural. There's no such thing as first annual. It's inaugural. And uh, but I love them. And who am I to judge anybody's? <laughs> and it's free, right? That you have free and you can get VIP. I don't know what VIP is. And then Comedy Chaos is going to be live in the um at the Comedy Store. During the Netflix uh, festival, you know I'm not really about Netflix, but they asked me to do it. Um, it's a good lineup. I'm going to try to find one more person to throw on there to stack it out and rock it out. Uh, but I hope you guys uh, come join, grab those tickets now. And then uh, May 11th is Laguna, Niguel, and we have a whole bunch of stuff going on. Going to be, everyone, I'm going to be in Michigan at the end of May, and then I'm going to be in Ohio in uh the following week so uh is it there it's not there no okay i gotta get ohio tickets up but that's happening so tickets are coming daddy's coming drop some hammer on you guys uh rockfin is on fire everybody rockfin uh eddie bravo's now on there uh all of our shows are on there uh just go to rockfin.com you can find tim fall hat zero is my spiritual podcast uh broken sim conspiracy social club we don't smoke the same uh, pure fire that's that's if you want a great way to support the show if you're looking for more free content like me talking on this show isn't enough for you just go check out uh just go to samtriply.com and you can find all the audio streams you're looking for tim fall hat broken sim broken sim is basically grand theft auto of audio i ba- i literally guys go out and try to find danger and talk about it I mean, wait to hear what happened to us in, in Baltimore. It's hilarious. So I go out there, I do it when I come there and talk about it. And we just dropped one over the weekend, so that should be in your feeds now. Check it out. Yeah, it's called uh, Alaskan Thunderfuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alaska Thunderfuck. It's basically about me getting out of uh, El Paso and how there's a drag queen called I don't know how we got out of Alaskan there. Thunderfuck. Cash Daddy is my my uh, financial show. Punch Drunk is my sports show. Union on the Union of the Unwanted is one of the best conversations on the internet. Now Zero and Conspiracy Social Club, those are my Rockfin shows that I'm releasing. Uh, some of the early shows from the Vault on, so you can listen to that and come get weird. And uh, it's a great. Uh, both those shows are. Killing it. So I got people it. were asking me if you had some kind of tinfoil premium thing or something. People were like, oh, you said you were never going to charge for tinfoil. What the fuck? I don't. Did, did anything change no, recently? No, no, no there should be nothing. This is for and, the children. And if uh, tinfoil has for the children, if there is a premium show, if there is a show uh, that's a tinfoil hat free show that says premium, it's because I actually forgot to turn it over, but all the shows are for free. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I'm Rockfin. I got Rockfin. Okay. People want to do a. Um, people are like, why don't you just start one with no ads? I'm like, oh, what's that? Yeah, what's that this? Too. Is this another one? Is this another dude? No. Yeah, it's not me. Yeah, not it's Tim Foyle. Oh, they I'm haven't fine. put up one in a while. Yeah. They must have gave it up. They, they noticed there's no money to be made on YouTube. <laughs> they must have given up. <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, so go check that out. I have a 24-hour radio station on uh, samtriplee.com. If you want T-shirts, we got new T-shirts up all the time. Let's go to timfallhatttshirts.com. Grab that there. Uh, new T-shirts all the time. Grab them there. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about our friends at Alto Crypto IRA. Yeah, dog. Listen, do you own a, an account with Coinbase? Are you thinking about opening one? Do you own a Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, or cryptocurrency? Well, cryptocurrency may represent the future of money and is the, one of the most exciting investment opportunities to come around for some time. But about the taxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Daddy got yeah. hollowed out by the IRA, Raw dog. the IRS, raw, raw dog. dogged, okay, for taxes. So I'm all ears, Alto. I'm all ears. When you do anything in life, there's one way to do it, and then maybe there's a smarter way to do it. You might already be investing in cryptocurrency. But did you know you can trade Bitcoin, Ethereum, and over 80 other cryptocurrencies in a tax advantage IRA? Did you know that? I wish I had known that. With Alto Crypto IRA, you can trade crypto like Bitcoin and avoid or defer taxes. Why did I just get this? A little too late. Why did I get just get this? With Alto Crypto IRA, you can trade crypto like Bitcoin and avoid or defer the taxes. Get into investing in crypto and do it in a tax advantage retirement account. Alto Crypto IRA is an easy way to get crypto into your IRA. Trade all you want without tax headache. Yeah, invest as little as $10. No SEP charges, no account fees. Secure trading 24-7 through Alto's integration with Coinbase, okay? So this is real simple, all right? Get ready to take your investments to the next level, okay? Diversify like a pro and trade without tax headaches. Open Alto Crypto IRA with as little as $10. Just go to altoira.com slash foil. That's A-L-T-O-I-R-A dot com slash foil and start investing in cryptocurrencies today. Go to altoira.com slash foil. I'm going to do it. Anything else? Nope. We're rocking. That's it. Broken Guys, Sam again. Uh, this is, a, yeah, Broken Sims. Uh, it's been on fire. We're going to record another one this week. But enjoy this episode with Dr. Kendra Becker. And uh, she has to leave early to go and tend to her horses. Enjoy the show. Go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. I'm super excited to get into this. Uh, I think this is very important conversation which is hilarious because they're also having this conversation on the union and the unwanted that we're having today and it's basically about you know the new world order health food shortages all that stuff uh it's a very important time i feel like as we all celebrate uh elon musk coming on twitter and what that means to you know uh free free speech and all that stuff which is interesting because whether he represents DARPA buying Twitter, <laughs> which is super interesting. Uh, I think that I think we allowed the centralization of everything to get too far, and we haven't taken we have to take control of everything in our life. Okay, so let's welcome to the show. Please welcome Dr. Kendra Becker. How are you, Doctor? 
I'm great. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Sorry for that. Welcome to the most professional show on the planet. Uh, we're very excited to have you on. Thank you for joining us. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with you, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and where they can our listeners can find you? Sure. So I'm an integrated physician. I went to a naturopathic medical school in Connecticut. And then I also continued my education as an APRN because in Connecticut at the time when I was practicing, I was unable to do, you know, certain ridiculous things like sign physical forms or prescribe an antibiotic for a patient that needs it. So I continued on my education. So I've been in practice about 16 years. I focus on what's called root cause medicine or whole health medicine. I, uh, I, see a lot of patients with chronic Lyme disease now, long-haul COVID, for people with fertility issues, people with um, just general detoxification issues. And that has kind of uh, sent me down the deep rabbit hole of what we really need as humans to sustain life on this planet. So I've really kind of taken a little bit of a left turn and have really focused the vast majority of my career in the last uh, year to year and a half on really educating my patients and families on self-sustainability, growing your own food, growing your own medicine, uh, learning how to do your own at-home doctoring, and generally just getting to know and understand your unique uh, genetic and, and bio-individual profile. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am. <laughs> I think that's very important. Uh, we've, we've been really focusing on that over the last year, how important it is to get into your health and, uh, you know, not rely on people. And I understand you're a doctor and no disrespect to doctors, but I think sometimes we, we just, we accept everything they say as these kind of high priests of health. Uh, yeah. and that they're, that they're, they, they are the word of, uh, the God of health. And I think sometimes we need to start asking some more questions and, you know, and I don't know why we got into this place where like questioning science is some kind of blasphemy. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy to me. And all we're asking you is take a look at what's going on and, and make a choice for yourself. And that's why I'm very excited to have you on. We've been having a whole bunch of discussions and I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on terrain versus germ theory. Do you have any thoughts on that at all? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm a terrain theorist. I, you know, I've always believed. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're all about Absolutely. that. We're all about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I think it's really, I think it's, you know, I, I have a whole bunch of issues with the germ theory, largely that these tiny little, basically microscopic things could take down a very large, well-developed neocortex developed individual, you know, and the fact that we as humans are such biodynamic individuals, we really need each other's microbiome. We need each other, the interaction with each other to, to maintain health. And I think that's something that where we've gone vastly wrong in the last couple of years. Uh, and, 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 you know, we always talk about how on the show, there's some very dangerous conversations and in terms of, eliciting emotional responses from people. When I, when I say sure. somebody is a black belt in quote, air quotes, conspiracy, right? It doesn't mean you believe everything. It just means you can have a conversation about it without your head exploding, right? You, you're not, ah, oh, the sky is falling. How can you say that's the end of the day? You know? And it's just like, yeah. it's like those videos, the iceberg, like you've been down the iceberg. You have you seen the iceberg oh, yeah, where it yeah, starts yeah. at the bottom, and yeah. it's like you you're at least aware of what the iceberg is. As you're a aware that yes. it's a possibility that it exists. And when I 
get into I would love to have you on Conspiracy Social Club and talk to Brian <laughs> Callen uh, about this but it's like this notion that like it's not that we don't believe anything is there there's something there it's just and this is me speaking I'd love to hear your, your opinion on it doctor is that what we've trained people to to believe that is is a virus and I, I brought it up before you know with Jamie Deluxe it's like if if you take a child and you tell that child that blue right is red mm -hmm. whenever they see blue they're going to say that's red in reality it's blue but they mm -hmm. but they don't know any better cuz the people they trust told them all that stuff and here we are so what are your thoughts on there's something there but it's just they've been told forever so when they look at the microscope they see something and they think it's a virus because that's what they've been told a virus is. Well, absolutely. That's exactly it. I mean, even in, okay, so I'm not that old. Well, I'd like to think I'm not that old. You're very but young. In, in the sense of, of science and, you know, scientific theory, you know, when I was in nursing school in the 90s, when I was in medical school in uh, the 2000s, we were always taught that science is ever evolving. Like it is not gospel. It is not a, a cult that you follow. If you find a scientific study that is something that you believe in, that you've had you know, been able to reproduce, then that's something that you can keep and use in reference. But there's nothing to say that in the future, at some point, there's going to be another theory, another trial, a, another technology advancement that's going to change what you believe to be true. And, and I don't know what has happened to scientists, because we went straight from science right into cult mentality. And, you know, to your point, Sam, I mean, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I remember being at a dinner table with my family and, you know, I kind of went a little down the rabbit hole with a couple of quote conspiracy theorists that we now all know to be true. And my entire family came after me. Like, how do you, you know, how dare you believe that, you know, so-and-so didn't kill Kennedy? How dare you believe? Yeah, exactly. How dare you believe it was, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. And I'm like, listen, it doesn't matter what I believe. It's what I believe. It's my thoughts. And it's my opinion. You don't have to spend the next five hours convincing me that I'm wrong. Look at the research, uh, you know, sit with the information and decide what you feel is right for you. It, we don't have to sit around and follow cult leaders. That's, that's not what we're supposed to do as humans. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about our friends at Vessel. That's right. Our new friends at Vessel brand.com listen you who loves vape pens oh me bam, come on bam bam this guy loves vape pens he, he just like oh dude every time i see him it's like I, is that attached to you bro you love it <laughs> listen vape pens are getting more and more dynamic and if you want the most dynamic vape pens out there go to vesselbrand.com slash tinfoil unparalleled attention to detail and craftsmanship vape and dry herb hardware and accessories man how great is that i'd love for you guys to try their new product the helix one hitter which features a revolutionary patent pending double helix design which allows for perfect combo of filters and cooling okay i also want you guys to try their compass vape for more for a more compact design and james bond feel there's also the walnut craftsman pen which features Real walnut wood making every piece unique and visually stunning. Ooh. <laughs> All products have a six-month to, to lifetime warranty, so you don't have to worry about keeping buying new one after new one after new one, okay? While they look breathtaking, the hits are 
far superior to other products on the market. Each product is engineered with exceptional design, more efficient power usage, and delivered unrestricted, unrestricted airflow, okay? So they're having their biggest sale of the year right now, 20% off all products until the end of April for 420, okay? Plus, build a vape or dry herb kit and save an additional $20, okay? A vape kit includes a vape, charging base, and a carrying case. A dry herb kit includes the helix, the carbon, a grinder, and a carrying case. Free shipping on all orders over $99. An American brand with Prox Design in California. Try it and feel the difference. We, You're backed by 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Just go to vesselbrand.com slash tinfoil that's vesselbrand.com slash tinfoil hey everybody i want to tell you about our friends at sterlingstockpicker.com listen everybody it's time to start capitalizing on this pandemic okay do you know the elites line each other's pockets using their company stocks the the key is to figure out which stocks to buy and start racking in profit. We came across an ultra cool stock investing software that is easy to use and understand. It's called Sterling Stock Picker, okay? It's, I like its guidance it gives, telling you when to buy, sell, hold, or avoid stocks, okay? It also tracks crypto, which is super hot these days and is going to lead into centralized bank digital currency globally. you got to get a jump on getting outside the financial system now. Monday's live streams from the founder of sterlingstockpicker.com gives real talk about the scamdemic that's unfolding and how to navigate it from a financial perspective. Anyway, we can all use financial advice right now and guidance to buy into the right companies during each of these stages of this draconian warlords have put us through. I love these people. Building community is key during this time, and I thought it was cool how so many people are part of the software sharing investment ideas, okay? So here's what I want you to do. Check out sterlingstockpicker.com slash tinfoil hat for free 14-day trial. That is sterlingstockpicker.com slash tinfoil hat. So I was walking down the street, Doc, and... I saw a, a guy, I'd say he's about 6'2". I would say he's, when you walk into a tattoo shop, it's what you typically see, right? Beard, uh, those big Cages. those big things in his ears, uh, tats with a uh, way too tight metal shirt on. Look, looks right? like he knows Tommy Lee is what right, you're saying. Right? Well, yeah. well, it's like at one point he did. And, <laughs> oh, I got you. And, you know, he was in a band. It didn't quite work out. And he's walking down the street by himself. And I watch him go to put on a mask by himself down the street. So funny. And I and I go, I, you know, the whole thing is like, do humans want to be free, or do humans mm. want to be controlled? Like, like if I go, hey man, you can, you can, like you, you don't have to wear masks, and then people still wear masks. What does that say about the human condition? Because that narrative has been destroyed. For like two years now, we've we've said the masks don't work. Yet you're still wearing masks. Yet you're saying, you know, uh, you know, trust the science. Yet here you are not trusting the science. What does that say about the human condition? About why people? I was on a plane from Washington D.C. Oh, yeah. I would say two thirds of the plane had, had masks on. Was wow. that so, right? What does that say 
about the human condition that they want to be locked down, that they is it that they just want to conform and they just want to be in the middle of the herd? What are your thoughts on that? So, you know, Mark Levin actually talks about this extensively, about the fact that he believes that freedom isn't natural for humans, that that being free and, and using your neocortex and using your own brain to decipher what is good for your unique individual and what is not is unnatural. So, and I think that we have seen that since Obama era, that humans are begging to be controlled. They are begging to have their rights taken away. They are begging for somebody else to make the decisions about their lives so they have no responsibility. And, you know, I'm going to poke the bear here for a minute, but I mean, it it comes down to, in my opinion, like a lot of what we've seen even with vaccine injury, like how as a mother, right, you take your kid into a pediatrician's office, you have a good relationship with the pediatrician, that child gets, you know, 5, 10, 15 vaccines that day, because that's what the pediatrician says. And then that child is injured by a vaccine, whether it's a seizure disorder, whether it's autism, whether it's death or, or anaphylactic allergy or any number of things that, that is caused by a vaccine injury. How as a mother do you wrap your head around that you had some part in in the injury of your own child? And I think that over generations, because it's been going on for the better part of 50 years, probably longer, how do you kind of write yourself with that? It's it's a hard pill to swallow, no pun intended. No, it really is. And, you know, I saw children who were like, could not be more than three years old walking around with masks on, the mother yeah. wearing masks, and I go, where are you getting your science from? Where are you getting your science from? It's not science. It's systematic, ritual, indoctrinated abuse. That's what it is. I mean, anybody who put a mask on a two-year-old should be jailed. It's ritual abuse. It really is. And, like, you know, we used to have this whole laugh about, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, acting parents, Hollywood parents, stage parents, and how they would openly allow their children to go hang out with predators for just this desire for fame and fortune. And we used to laugh at them. And, you know, for the longest time when we were like the cast of different strokes, right? And I'm, I'm dating myself, yeah. but, you know, we used to, we used to love to watch different strokes. And then that young lady and, and Todd Bridges uh, just life went down in flames and then we started taking it a little a little more serious because we used to laugh at how bad of a drug act they were and now we realize the trauma that's going on but now we get to see that man parents maybe don't have their best interest of the children a lot more than we think and that Anybody can have kids, unfortunately. Like, we make fun of rednecks. Go, look at the stupid rednecks and the 14 kids. And, you know, and or we talk about the, you know, single moms in the hood. And, you know, we watch Maury Povich. And she's like, half the half the neighborhood's my father, the father of the children. And we all laugh about that, about how stupid that is. And then we go to the airport and we see in a time when you don't have to put your kids in mass. People are still... Putting like two year olds in mass when it's statistically almost impossible for them to have any be affected. And by the this kids know it's wrong too, dude. A lot like the younger ones that don't have the you know the, the like the the urge to obey their parents, or whatever. Immediately rip those things off. I mean, it, it's a it's an instinct. You know, it's just you, your mouth and face shouldn't be covered like that. It, it, it's 
it, you know, it's, it's th- there's inborn. A, you know, you were talking about uh, the the child abuse in Hollywood. I yeah. think that's happening a lot more with TikTok and Instagram. How these moms are making the kids go on there like purposely and act and perform. And hey, we need to do a TikTok once a day, and the kid doesn't want to do it because he's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because they want to do anything with their their parents. And these well, par- what about which which kid was it? The one of the Corys, Corey Haim or Corey Feldman? I get them kind oh, of confused. Yeah. But one of them came out years ago, like when I was a kid, and talked about the sexual abuse that went on in Hollywood, and they blacklisted him. Remember, then they did a reality show, and he was a vegan, and he was wearing leather shoes, and they were like, oh, my God, this kid is such a loser. And um, then he went through a couple of marriages, and, and they were like, oh, he's all messed up, and it's this, that, and the other thing. And he had called out all this ritual abuse that was going on in Hollywood 30 years ago. And, you know, it's like people don't want to hear it. You know, people don't want to hear that there's no science behind masks because everybody already kind of indoctrinated their children into into accepting this so they could get them into their indoctrination camps also called public schools Mm -hmm. you know into their sports which are not even sports anymore because there are kids still wearing masks while doing sports (laughs) i mean the whole thing is ridiculous my girlfriend um who lives in Connecticut. I moved to Florida about a year and a half ago. I remember sent a video of her son who was playing basketball and he, he uh, made his first layup and he was in a mask. And I couldn't, I, I messaged her privately and I said, please tell me that he is not in a mask for basketball season. She's like, oh yeah, that's what they require. And he wanted to play. I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, I mean, when, I, I mean, like there's a, I think we're going to have, we're going to have breakaway societies. I really do believe it. Florida will be one of them. Texas. A- yeah. Texas. We'll see. I mean, there seems to be a war going on there as well. Um, yeah. And there's just going to be two different kinds of world. There's going to be people who, and, and not that people on the right are smarter than anybody. I think it's like this middle that's common sense. And you're seeing a couple more people coming from the left into the middle and being like, this trans stuff's getting out of control. This doctrination's getting out of control. We thought they were going back to mass in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, thank God, got its head out of its ass and stood up for itself and uh, said, no, we're not. They're like, yeah, we're not uh, going to uh, do mass now because the, you know, the, 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 the data doesn't seem to be there. Like, uh, you're not doing mass because no one complied with you. And well, you, you just- know what's yeah, you know what's funny is my son is a hockey player and he was offered to go to what's called an elite camp. Anyway, it's just hockey politics. Right. So in in Philadelphia, and I emailed the director of the camp and I said, Am I gonna be required to wear a mask for eight hours in a hockey rink? Because if I am, I'm not going. And what do you <laughs> say? Three days. It, it took him three days to get back to me, and he said, "No, the city of Philadelphia is no longer requiring masks indoors." But like, isn't that sad yeah. that the hockey people that are known for checking to the boards and throwing down their 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 mitts and throwing down are in Philadelphia had to wait three days to find out if you could wear your mask or not? Like I'm saying, like Philadelphia, California, yeah. right now are in in good times make weak men that's where we are right now good times make weak men we're seeing it all the time like we were talking about coachella this guy the only way i could tell was a dude was he had fully on hairy arms and he's like i don't want to be strong i want to be weak that is an issue why is that guy on stage at coachella why is he there because he's indoctrinating children 
Yeah. And if I hear well, another woman, t- sorry about this, doctor. Yeah, real quick. No, if I hear another I woman talk about how there's no good men out there, it's because you keep supporting these weak people. I don't care if you're trans. Nobody gives us up. But stop going to these shows and be like, yay, trans person. And then be like, there's no men today anywhere because you're encouraging this stuff with your attention and your money. You can date whoever you want. You want to be trans, be trans. And I do think that as we see this super out craziness in the trans world, we're going to come back to this common sense, which would be like, do whatever you want in the privacy of your own home. Leave the kids the fuck alone, okay? That's all we want, and that's all we've ever wanted. But, man, stop complaining about men. Stop complaining about men when you're me too in every microaggression that happens out there. I mean, this new thing coming out about uh, uh, Girls Gone Wild, right? They're trying to weaponize what that guy did. And I'm not telling you that guy's a good dude because that guy's a scumbag. But 99% of those women fully participated in that because they thought there was fame and fortune. And now what we're doing is retroactively going back and allowing them to be like, I regret it. I was a victim. No, you weren't. Mm-hmm. It's or, the same or, mentality that lets us go back and judge George Washington for what they believe by our standards. You know, Abraham Lincoln. We're going back and just retroactively executing all these guys, and it makes no sense. It's but but when you same get mentality. into men and women, you are now weaponizing men and women. You are allowing people to weaponize regret. It's a gender war. Yeah, I mean, in another oh, form, right? Absolutely. I mean, but but that start. I mean, that's the most glaring example, of course, was the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. I mean, you're you're mm-hmm. you know have him on the stand talking about how he made armpit fart sounds at a <laughs> boarding school, uh, and then I mean, it was ridiculous and sickening, and the fact that it got so much press because of of the mainstream media mafia that's out there is absolutely disgusting. You I know, and like you. you said, this whole retroactive thing. You make a mistake, somebody remembers it and then it goes all over the media for weeks and weeks and weeks it's absolutely ridiculous but it comes back to this whole toxic masculinity i mean let's uh you know completely injure and damage the entire um military forces we have in this country do you know in china they feed their military organic non-gmo food and balanced meals three to four times a day i'm yeah i'm starting to rethink a lot of things going on with china I'm starting to really think somebody in one of our broken sim goes, I live in Shanghai and they're showing you this extremist stuff that doesn't mm-hmm. really happen. And it gets into this weaponization of each uh, of just, again, the military industrial complex wanting us to get into war. I, I believe the social credit score came from uh, U.S. intelligence and brought oh. over there to test. And I'm, I'm not telling you China's good, a good, all governments, I question all governments, man. But Same. it's like, why are they getting us? Oh, you're okay with hating Russia, but oh, it's, it's against the rules. That, uh, I mean, it's it's okay to uh, be mad at Russia, but you can't be mad at China or the other way around. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's it, yeah. it, it, it just seems like weaponization of the by the military industrial complex. It absolutely is. Look, China's buying thousands and thousands of acres of land in Texas so they can grow wheat and other cash crops to feed their people. Yeah. Okay. 
I think my theory is, is Putin is bombing the areas in Ukraine where there are um, the wheat fields, where there are, you know, the ability to grow, again, cash crops to feed their people. So to me, it kind of seems the same. But here we have this whole media tape. You know, you can actually go down the list. You know, here we are. First, it's it's COVID. Then it's Ukraine. Then we go back to COVID. Then we'll go back to Ukraine. Maybe we'll talk about the gas. Then we'll get the gas prices lowered right before the midterm. So when they cheat harder than they did in 2020, then we'll be like, oh, see, it was because they lowered the gas prices. I mean, the amount of intellect that we are dealing with <laughs> in the American public is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, man. It's. Uh, I just want to clarify that statement. They're making you. The media is making you hate Russia while protecting well, China. And what well, I, I'm telling you is like you should have the same energy for both. And I think you should take a step back and go, what is the military industrial complex done to the world, and who's done more of that over the long haul? And it, it, they've turned our children into soldiers, into stormtroopers to go and die for bankers. And I don't think it's a government or a country or anything like that. I think it's an international banking cabal that came in after the assassination of JFK and hijacked our government and turned our government into fucking like stormtroopers, turned our, our military into stormtroopers for the bankers' interest. And it's and and China is just doing what you know what the bankers what Klaus Schwab with the IMF, with the WBO, the WB, the, the World Banking Organization wants us to do. So that's what I'm saying. Get, I mean, like, I question all governments. I don't care who it is. The people I have no problems with. I've met people from all over the world. They're wonderful people. It's their governments, and they're no different than our government. And there will be a karma for us if we don't really start pushing back on what Joe Biden's doing. And let me tell you something. It's all money laundering, dude. Oh, we're going to send another gazillion billion over to over to, to Ukraine. The Ukraine. They're going to they're going to keep the pocket in their pockets and it's just going to keep devaluing our dollar. And it's also selling antiquated military tech to them. I mean, a lot of these weapons are it's all just shit to line the pockets too of the military guys. And you really think we're giving them free free money? It's a loan. They're gonna have to. They're gonna be in debt to it's us for, forever. It's probably gonna arm them to fight us later. No, so, I dude, mean, like every war, dude. It's like the same loan that China, China gave us. If they call it back and say we want you to start repaying our loan, we're screwed. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. I agree. I think it's all money laundering, and I think it's all just a huge cycle of the Bilderbergers or whoever it is that's pulling the strings, you know, in the background. That's just. Moving the money, moving the people, trying to figure out where the resources are, and then exterminating people in the meantime. Because the only way that you can really exterminate a large amount of people in a world is with a war. I totally agree with that. Because COVID I, didn't work. Listen, if you well, hear somebody try to tell yeah. you that they're not Nazis over there, you just know that person's su suffering from cognitive dissonance. They cannot come to grips with that. They've been chasing around Nazis under bedrooms and closets, uh, you know, in shadows. And now the government, the people that they're heroes are now funding them. They can't come to grips with there's 100% Nazis over there. And what's going to happen is they're going to try to, they came out and literally said, our, what we want is to weaken the Russian military. They're doing the exact same thing they did in uh -huh. Afghanistan. 
fund extremists, to just draw Russia into a prolonged war. And once Russia gets over it, pull out and then be like, oh, man, there's Nazis over here now. Now we got to go fight the same people we're fighting. But that's not what we're going It's also, I mean, same thing they were doing in the Cold War, too, you know, just indirectly engaging the Soviet Union. It's what they're still doing with Russia. The Cold War just never ended. It just kind of evolved into this new thing. And let's talk about what happened in Afghanistan the first time. We sold them old anti- antiquated weapons, yeah. and then they souped them up and used them against yeah, us. That's what I think I mean, going to happen. That's what's going to happen, man. This yeah. is the game plan. These lizards are not smart enough to come up with new games plans. They're just not. <laughs> and they keep running the same plays over and over again. Or maybe they think we're so dumb that we'll never Well, we are. But I do, Johnny, I do believe... That you are seeing a complete and utter rejection of of the you can't control everybody. Yeah. So you're gonna like look at they tried to put it. They did the data. They read all the data that they've they've mined from these phones, and they realized that Philadelphia was the best to try to bring back mass. And guess what? Didn't work. So now you're starting to see them wanting to bring it back on campuses, which these kids are just idiots, and they just don't know any yeah. different because they've been weaponized. Let them do it there. You want to be dumb enough to do that? Then do that. Okay. But man. If they had their way right now, we would be in war with Iran and the Ukraine. And they, they just can't get us and to do it. And messed up. Their, so, their sorcery isn't working Yeah, anymore. can you imagine the soldiers over there with their masks oh on? Oh, my you know? God. <laughs> that, 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 high heels. That would be their dream. On. That would be their dream. The soldiers just masked, masked up. up soldiers. <laughs> so, so what I always talk about on this show <laughs> is that the best way to deal with this is to completely pull yourself out of the system. You know, I like to go on Twitter, drop some Twitter bombs and have some fun and see if I can rattle cages. But I'm really, I just got off Reddit. Reddit is so toxic. Uh-huh. If you, if you really, if Elon Musk really wants to change the world, go buy Reddit, okay? And make it so everyone has to use their real name when they post and watch the toxicity on that, on that Reddit. Just drop 95% and the internet itself start vibrating on a higher level because there's a lot of tough guys on the internet that love the put out stuff without their name on it it would completely change but i'm like get off that get off the news get off social media if you're on tiktok you are being inundated with stupid my friends send it to me stuff all the time with tiktok i'm like stop sending me this i hate tiktok i don't want to be on it anymore i don't want to be on snapchat and see super hot chick bad comedy that's all this you know that's Watch out. me bounce and everybody stare at me is that crazy no it's called animal you know mammals we're animals we have instincts that's been happening since the beginning of time but going back to what you, you were on here to talk about, and that is taking control of food and, and how you grow your food and how you eat and everything. And like, you know, this is the whole thing, people. The, the, the solution is super simple. It's just starting up is hard, right? I always say this about drugs and alcohol, right? Like being sober, super, super easy. Using and abusing is real hard. You got to lie about your back on drugs. You got to lie about your do. You got to go find drugs. Hope you don't get robbed. Uh, hope it's not fentanyl. It's real hard. Not using drugs, real easy. So if you start growing your own food and doing all that, it seems like it's going to be hard, but it's going to be easy because you're going to, you just have to start. Right, Doc? So where do you want to start at? 
So I, it's there's a lot. So I'll tell you what I did here. I mean, my both of my grandmothers were immigrants. One came from Italy. One came from Russia. So I learned very early on to uh, have a garden, grow my own food, not rely on the government. Know that you know we always had a farmer with a face, quote unquote. We drove down the hill to the butcher to get our meat and things like that. So that's the stuff that you have to do. We've become so centralized. Uh, the grocery stores are huge. They're trucking in all this food from everywhere. You know, all these, you know, carbon footprint people and all that. You know, your zucchini came from like Paraguay on a truck, but that's okay. You know, so that's stuff that is easily grown in your backyard. What I would say for people starting out is just start with one pot, get one pot, put some dirt in it, throw a few seeds in it from your jalapeno peppers or your tomatoes from your salad last night and just start with some of the gratification there. For me, I've got the full outfit. You know, I've got chickens. I grow a lot of my own vegetables. I have a pond on my property that we've stocked with fish. So it all depends on how far you want to go. What I've done in the last couple of months, which is really incredibly beneficial, is something called a farm swap. So in my local neighborhood, I mean, I do live out in farm country, you know, admittedly. um, And what we've done is we get together once a month with people that either make or grow their own goods on their own property. So I have a guy that comes and sells his honey. I have another one that comes and sells raw milk. You know, I sell my eggs. I have somebody else that sells beeswax. People bring, um, you know, baby chicks or baby pigs or whatever and, and those things are all we come together and kind of you know what you'd said earlier Sam I really believe that COVID has really forced us to start or I thought we were going to end up in a black market you know I really thought it was going to go down that separate but equal you know kind of water fountain thing with the way that they were rolling out the vaccine and I really thought that people that weren't going to get vaccinated were going to be discriminated particularly with purchasing food so I thought at that point they were going to start and force a black market um, it hasn't come to that yet but i truly truly believe that you need to know and find your own tribe most cities have uh areas allocated where you can go and either rent or buy or take over a space and grow your own vegetables in a public garden. All these things are available to all of us. You don't have to have a huge, you know, plot of land and and be completely self-sustaining on your property. There are areas and access that you can find right in your own backyard, literally. Um, The other thing that's really, really beneficial and helpful is to know and understand what is around, what is your local local flora and fauna, you know, weeds that you're going to pull out of your garden, which you think is a nuisance because it affects the growth of your flowers, maybe a medicinal herb that you can dry and save and use at another time. So those are all things that are easy to do that we have all innately been, you know, learned through our, our genetics and our DNA that have been indoctrinated us out, out of us by generations of public school and driving down the street to a centralized grocery store that we can all very easily and quickly get back. I think it's super important to, to, to <laughs> understand that. I think it's very important to understand that, that all this notion, like everybody has this notion that like all the things we're living in right now have been around forever and without them, society would crumble. I'm telling you this, there was a time where there was no free trade and everybody made money. There was a time where there was no digital currency. There was a time where there was no internet all these things that you're like, oh, it's got to be, you know, uh, without that, how are we going to survive? People were surviving on it all the time. There was a time when there was no television. There was a time when there was no radio. And guess what? People found ways to entertain themselves. 
It's real simple. I'm not saying that you have to go completely off the grid and not live to know anybody or live with anybody or socialize at all. But it's about like taking control of your your energy and what you put your energy into and connecting with those. Like you said, Doc, vibe with your tribe, man. Vibe with your tribe. Find like-minded people. They're all out there. They just don't know where to go. And guess what? You can go on Facebook, try to find them. Once that Facebook group gets big, guess what? Going to be shut down. When you're doing stuff like, you know, we had uh, Hancock on last episode. You know, you had homeschoolers. They got shut down on the Discord. Yep. They got shut yeah. down on a Discord because they were talking about how to homeschool. What does that yeah. say? What is that about? Think about that, man. Harvard was going to have a giant conference to talk about making homeschooling illegal. Who the, excuse my language, Doc, who the fuck are they to tell you what you can or cannot do with your children? Why are we allowing these people to make laws on stuff that's none of their fucking business? Because it's, it's legislative creep. We have turned into a very polite society. We are entirely too polite. So instead of standing up and instead of, uh, you know, voicing your opinion, we're just going to sit back and swallow it. So you swallow it enough and you get, a, you know, just like boiling the, the frog or just like what Hitler did. You know, you take a little bit of their rights away at a time and nobody really notices because everybody's too busy driving their fancy car and paying their mortgage and driving to a centralized grocery store to buy, you know, vegetables in a box and shit. I mean, that's the ridiculous part is that if people focused on what was really important, and, and this is the other thing. I mean, I have two kids. I homeschool them. Not every day is easy, but the truth of the matter is, is that's your life work. Not all this other crap. The, your children are your life work. And if you're sending them off to let somebody else spend eight to 10 hours with them, influence them politically, emotionally, sexually, socially, and, and have all of this, you know, control or influence over their life, and you have next to nothing as their biological or adopted parent, I mean, that's a scary position to be in, kids. Yeah, 100%. And, and we just have this situation where you have a bunch of people. So, you know, the, the, that really don't have, we have a bunch of people that really don't have skin in the game trying to make decisions, right? Yeah. They're making decisions on people. And, you know. Did the, you? Oh, sorry. No, go on. Go on. I was going to say, did you hear the statistic? They were talking about, I think it was, actually, I think it was a congressman from Florida, if I'm not mistaken, had kind of floated the idea of writing a bill about term limits for Congress and Senate. So when they started to look at it, they were saying that, you know, there should be a forced retirement age of something like 70, oh. which is, you know, five years past what what, you know, worker bees are, you know, typically retire at 10 or 15 years past things like TSA and cops and, and first responders. But nonetheless, there was a statistic that said that something like 71% of Congress would be forced to retire because these people are in the top one to three percent of wealth and they are part of the aging generation, which is now one of the, sec the second smallest generations on the planet, legislating, making all of these rules and laws for a population they're completely disconnected from it is insane and the i there's no way you're gonna allow that washington is gonna allow for no for term limits happen so what's gonna happen to happen what's going to have to happen is that the states are gonna have to put term limits 
on their representations, right? They're going to have to do that. That's the only way you're going to happen. There's no way you're going to tell someone. What hey, do you mean the states, though? So what, what's going to happen? The states are also elected officials, the people that would be making that, that rule. Yeah, but a state can go. Our our federal our our federal politicians are only allowed to have five. Uh, what do you four. mean though? Like, what are you saying when you're saying the state? Are you saying by referendum of the people? Yes. So, like, the state of Ohio says that our our federal uh, senators can only have three. Is terms. there a mechanism to do that? I'm sure that would have to be instigated by the state house or the state. Con- right, right, Congress. right, right, right. Why would they want to do it when they're also elected officials who would eventually be subject? Because to term you limits? have term limits already happen in state term limits. Are already term happen? limits I, 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 I just can't imagine them. All of them all 15? politicians. I think so. I think term there's term limits. limits. I mean, can you no. look? What's There's term limits in Florida. We governors can be have two terms and that's it. Connecticut does not have term limits. I I think Massachusetts does. I don't quote me on that. But there are some states that do have term limits for their state elected uh, officials. Other states do not. Well, again, it's like nothing's going to be easy. It's going to be a work. I mean, and the whole system's corrupt. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, they bought and sold all these dudes, uh, yeah. all these people, and and, and it's just well, like we have to get. Yeah. What's that? I have some numbers here. Uh, governors of thirty six states and four territories are subject to various term limits, while the governors of fourteen states may serve an unlimited number of terms. Uh, it seems though that uh, there are less uh, term limits for state legislatures. Uh, 15, yeah, I, 15 state legislatures currently have term limits. Oh, so, so it's so, only 15, yeah, huh? Yeah, hardly, Interesting. Hardly any. But the bigger problem is, I mean, we all know the election system is crooked, so that's a problem. But the bigger problem is is these appointees. I mean, we just had the fight about the, the federal mask mandate being struck down, and then the CDC gets up on the podium and was like, we think you should still be wearing masks. Well, nobody elected you, so shut up. Yeah, isn't that but, crazy? I mean, it's, it's these appointees that have no accountability to anybody, not to the public, not to any kind of voting body that are legislating all of these mandates, regulations and all of the stuff that is a far bigger problem than some of these corrupt politicians, in my opinion. No, you're 100 percent correct. And Jen Psaki's garbage ass was out there going, oh, we have to fight. She literally came out and said it. She goes, we have to appeal it because this will affect the CDC's ability to govern and their power. And they just told you right there that it has nothing to do with your health, that this is everything to do with their power. So they're going to push back. And listen, man, uh, I mean, the, the uh, Soma Mayor, is that her name? She just yeah. basically has no clue of any of the actual data and science when it comes to COVID. She's talking about hundreds of thousands of children dying. Oh, was it 800,000? Not even so close. Not even close. Oh, oh, you want to talk about statistics? One of the first uh, COVID deaths, the governor in Connecticut came on the news and he was like, we had our first COVID death. It was a newborn baby, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? The baby drowned. It was a horrible, horrible accident. There were other kids in the house. The baby drowned. Well, it was at the time when COVID had first started. They were testing everybody that came in the hospital. The baby ended up testing positive on a PCR test for COVID. He said the baby died of COVID. The baby died with COVID. Then he retracted 
retracted the statement, but you know, the retractions get about 10% of the views that uh, the initial statement gets. Two, a year and a half later, that statistic, that baby who died with COVID from trauma, not of COVID, was still listed as a, as a statistic in Connecticut as a death from COVID. Yep. 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 I mean, we told you that. We told you that. All right, then we were talking about Rendezvere, right? Rendezvere. Mm-hmm. Rendezvere. And I remember all of these nurses coming out going, they're killing people. They're killing people. So then this guy comes out about snake venom and everyone's like, what's going on? But then he talks about Rendezvere, right? That Rendezvere. Rendezvere. Right? And you start researching it and boom, you're finding out that it, they had, Fauci used it before on another like sickness had a 55% fatality rate. Why is he using it on? Why is he using it on COVID? That has a 99.6% survival rate. Cause they want you to die. Nobody loses it on that. Nobody goes nuts on that. Like dude, what? Oh my God. I, I, I asked myself this question. I have so many patients that are now bedridden after the COVID vaccine. They were sick after the first shot. They go back to for the second and now they are permanently injured. And I was like, what? Just help me. Like, I'm not being an asshole, but like, help me understand why you wanted to get a vaccine for a virus that has a 99.6% survival rate. Help me. What's a long-term symptom? Like, like, what do you see them oh, come in with? Well, yeah, long-term COVID. What is that? Oh, what is that? So, well, I, so I have long-haul COVID patients and I have patients that were injured by the COVID vaccine. Oh. So the long-haul COVID patients, uh, the ones that I'm seeing anyway, are having kind of like a chronic shortness of breath. Some of them are having some cardiac stuff, you know, like um, palpitations or just a retractive or a, a refractory heart rate where they'll walk up the stairs and their heart rate will skyrocket. Um, I'm seeing a little bit of joint pain. Um, I've had patients that have come in with blood clots. The patients that are coming in that were injured by a vaccine are basically, I have several that are bedridden, that have chronic pain, burning feet, burning mouth, uh, photosensitivity, uh, like a lot of neurologic symptoms, headaches, um, but they're, breath, they're physically breathless. But the biggest problem is, is they just have incredible fatigue. And this is not like the kind of fatigue where you stayed up too late. You woke up too early. You need a nap. This is like chronic, daily debilitating fatigue. It's unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. And I mean, Uh, me and Johnny lost our smell and taste for a while. And I still don't think mine's fully back. My taste. I still have some things that taste weird. They didn't taste like they did before. Is that Mm -hmm. part of long haul COVID? Is that coming back? That's not long haul COVID. um, I also lost my smell and taste for like four months. And then it started to come back really weird. Like I would smell burning things and I'd be like uh, on my way to sleep in the bedroom. And I yelled at my husband. I'm like, did you leave the stove on? And he'd be like, no, nothing's burning. I'm like, is there something in the oven? And that went on for a couple months. But the worst part for me was my, all my hair fell out or a lot of it did. And I kind of liked my hair and that was kind of freaking me out. I'm not going to lie. So, Oh, what, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, now, yeah. as a as a terrain theorist, what is what is your take on COVID? What is this? What is what what made our smell and taste? Uh, 
So, uh, so as a terrain theorist, I'll tell you exactly why I got, well, we got it twice. The first time I, I got it twice. The first time I got it, I actually uh, was in four cities in three days on four different airplanes. It was February of 2020. Uh, my husband picked me up from the airport. I had a fever of 103. And I came home, I got in bed and I was like, well, I had a good run. I was like, I went 20 years without a flu at that point. I still thought it was a flu. And um, then when I realized, and I'm even really going through the whole sickness, I didn't even realize it was COVID. As soon as my fever broke, I went back to work. I coughed and coughed and coughed. And it was like, God, this is terrible. And then four months later, I did the antibody test and I tested positive for the antibodies for COVID. And I was like, oh, I guess that's what it was. But the second time my entire family got it, we got it in August. My husband was away on a business trip. He flew in like he had a 4 a.m. flight. He got in at like 7 a.m., got off the plane and went straight to work. And when he does that, we're in our forties. Like we can't do that shit anymore to our bodies. And I knew he was going to get sick. So sure enough, he gets sick and there isn't anything more stressful for me than when he is sick. So he got sick and then I got sick. Then the kids got sick and the kids got better. And then he went and had monoclonals and was better. Like within, you know, he was totally sick, like probably about five days because of the monoclonals. I wasn't that sick. So I didn't go and have the monoclonals, but the fatigue kind of lingered around for another week for me. So as a terrain theorist, I believe it's maladaption. You know, him being sick was stressful. It was was a stressor on my body that lowered my resistance to be able to be susceptible to symptoms that I wasn't able to fight off with my natural immunity. Can Can I ask two questions really quickly? Now, you said that you thought it was the flu. Does that mean you think that there's an influenza bug? Uh, I, I didn't quite understand that. I'm sorry. Oh, so when I first got sick in February of 2020, um, I don't. I get sick like once every three years. So I hadn't had a flu in 20 years. And the way that I, my body felt at the time really reminded me of a flu. The last time I had gotten a flu, I was in medical school, you know, doubling up on exams, not sleeping, drinking too much coffee. And so it kind of felt like that to me. It didn't occur to me that it was COVID because I really thought at that point it was just going to be like another news loop that was going to die out in a couple of weeks. I didn't realize that it was going to disseminate across the country. But as a novel virus, as a physician, it's not uncommon. It didn't surprise me that a novel virus would have affected my immune system because it's not anything that my immune system would have seen before. I guess my question is, it's a virus. You You think it's a virus. I do think it's a virus. I do. So is t- you can believe in terrain theory and believe in viruses? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And bacteria. And I mean, terrain theory is really nothing more than believing that you need to fix and balance your body yeah. in order to reduce your suscepti- susceptibility for illness. Interesting. Interesting. So you are, uh, based on some of the notes, uh, I also believe that a big part of this COVID stuff is, well, I mean, We've talked about this extensively on the show the last couple episodes. The test was never meant to test for the COVID virus because according to the FDA's own documents, they'd never isolated COVID to test it. I mean, that's in the documents. I show it to everybody. I have people. No, re- I it's so funny when you have people that don't want to hear it and they push mm-hmm. back. You show them evidence and you just watch them start to detach from the conversation and drift out into space because it's just they don't want to hear it. They just don't. It's like a, a weird kind of wing chung they do where they like they somehow divert the energy so they don't have to hear any information that might challenge the, the status quo of how they see the world. 
And it's like, mm-hmm. it says it in the documents. FDA did not isolate the COVID virus. They did not isolate the COVID virus when they built the test. They were never testing you for it. So this whole thing about everyone getting sick and everything, all that, it's just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, we got 5G. We got people spraying the skies. And the collection yeah. of that is causing your, um, you to have a weird reaction. No, it's fear. It's fear. Fear knocks out, raises, spikes your cortisol, paralyzes your immune system. Everybody's running to the store to buy bread, milk, and eggs and eating a bunch of sugar and bacon bread. Um, Nobody is doing anything to serve their microbiome. We're all holed up in our house because we're all on lockup. And like I said, your entire body energy and, and your own body sphere reaches out about six feet. So when you have a conversation with somebody and you're standing 18, 24 inches apart, your breathing in the other person's expired oxygen they're breathing in yours the bacteria and viruses and particles in there actually help boost and balance your immune system as you're doing for your friends and those are things that we are biodynamic individuals we need each other for survival and those are things that we miss out on for like two years so when the so when so when the the pharmaceutical companies and, and some of the media talk about shedding what is shedding to you? Um, I don't think there is shedding with this vaccine because it's not a vaccine. A vaccine, by theory, is injected into somebody to give them artificial immunity. That's how I learned it in medical school. They don't even use the word artificial immunity anymore. Now they call it vaccine-induced immunity because they're trying to promote this, this uh, you know, theory or this, you know, again, this media loop that vaccine immunity is the same thing as natural immunity. So in that, that, um, so, and then with a vaccine, allegedly you're supposed to develop an antibody and have lifetime immunity or whatever the vaccine is promoting. What's happening with this COVID vaccine, in my opinion, is, is that it's a medical device, that it's not a vaccine at all. It's full of nanoparticles that again, I believe, like you said, Sam, can be weaponized under 5G heavy metals, um, you know, glyphosate. Or, or whatever else they're going to use to be able to control people. And that's, I think, like you said, it's completely and totally multifaceted. I mean, so uh, is that, I mean, this might sound weird, but you remember when people were taking the COVID shot and then the metal would stick to their skin? Yeah. Does that have anything to, with, to do with 5G? Uh, like so any. I. I personally think that there's clearly a connection with all of this because, um, and I know you guys are going to think I'm totally nuts, but uh, you you're on tinfoil hat. Yeah, you're I, fine. I, I, cool. I brought up oh, the topic. Yeah, <laughs> so, think about what happens if you put a, a, a spoon in a microwave, right? It's a metal spoon in a microwave is going to spark and basically ignite and try to explode it. I mean, we know that childhood vaccines have been that were full of heavy metals. All of those metals were protected by the rest of the body and sent directly to the brain because it's the fattiest place that you can find in a little kid's body. So now you have all these metals in, in the brain. COVID was just a real direct shot with the graphene that they used. And that, of course, goes right into the body and into the, the, the CNS the same way that the other childhood vaccines do then they juice up the 5g and it's basically like putting a spoon in a microwave so it just causes all kinds of crazy stuff that we're seeing Microclotting. i have a girlfriend who's 45 years old she buried five of her classmates in a two-week period of time oh my god yep oh yeah and you know when 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 
you know, Bill Gates is talking about, you know, if we do this right, we'll lower the population by 10 to 15 percent. No, everyone in the in the audience isn't like, oh, that sounds like murder. But no, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, we should be so lucky. Bah, rah, 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 rah. Climate change. It's going to save climate change. I mean, dude, we don't even know if he's just talking about death. I mean, like m- myself in the last two weeks. I've lost two friends to suicide. They killed themselves. And it is incredibly sad. And they're not even reporting on suicides. Uh, You don't even hear the numbers that are going on and how skyrocketing them they are right now. I mean, people are losing hope, which makes me so sad because... I, I feel like there's more ways than ever now to diversify your revenue stream, get out of the system, start your own, you know, just like we were just talking about vibing with your tribe, starting your own farms, your own business, being your own boss. Like it, there's, this is the best time ever to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's doing it. And we just see people offing themselves and it, it just like, it's such a, a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And have you seen any 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 statistics that tell you what's going on with that at all? Oh, uh, only that they are skyrocketing. And I can tell you in my own little microcosm of my practice, the amount of suicides and worse suicide attempts that I have seen over the last two years has been absolutely epic. And not only that, but just people that now have... A, levels of anxiety that they never ever had before that are debilitating, you know, that are impairing them from being part of society that are going out because they don't feel like they fit in and they didn't get vaccinated or they did get vaccinated and their friends aren't or whatever it is. There's like all this social pressure that now exists that was worse than when you cut your hair weird in the seventh grade. You know, it's, it's, it's so sad. The, the, the um, the societal mores have really turned into like rules and laws, which I think is terrible. Well, you know, by making things mandates, they go around the laws. Well, exactly. Right. And so, so we're seeing in society where it's like, you don't even have to make something a law. You can make it a mandate. And then all these people who aren't happy with where they are in their life and the power that they hold uh, will enforce these laws because so it's like you're on a flight, right? And you have these stewardesses and you know, I remember back in the day, there used to be the nice people. Now they seem to be super weaponized and they're and, and, and what do they say? If you don't do what we tell you, you'll be banned according to the FAA. And you're like, that is big brother just sitting behind them and going, you know, if you don't do what we tell you to do, Hulk smash. And you just have these. And we saw after 9-11 with the TSAs, we saw some people just suddenly be given power and just being brute, like blunt force with it. How much of it, Sam, too, do you think is this? So they become in that airplane the representative of the mandate, which a lot of people hate. So their hate for the mandate is directed toward the stewardesses, the you know the flight attendants, and 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 then they become hardened because they're getting all this negative energy, and that so even nice people can be kind of twisted and corrupted well, by. This, I would you know understand I mean? that. I would understand what you're saying because I know it happens with cops. I hear about that with police. But I hear that, and that that is definitely possible. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying but I, I would say 
When you have somebody wearing a mask and it goes below his nose, yeah, that, that's just and, and they're on no. you like SWAT, no, that's gonna... not them being hardened. That's them abusing power. I guess what I mean is I've seen some that were, you could tell they didn't want to do it either. And that's, I mean, I feel bad for them. Yeah, what, I've what been there. I've seen that. Yeah, and... I get that. That's like what people say about parking enforcement. It's like, you know, they're just doing their job. Well, that's not a good job. That's not a good job. I was going to say, you always have a choice. You always have a choice. If you work a job and, and the job doesn't align with the way you feel morally and ethically in your body, you always have a choice to leave your job. And, you know, everybody's got an excuse. Well, I have a mortgage and I have two kids and I have, you know, like everything with homeschool. I can't homeschool. I, you know, I, I have a mortgage. And, and you know what? You can. Everybody can do what they want to do. You have to make a choice. And you have to be less selfish and make the choices and prioritize the things that are a priority to you. I Obviously, it's not so a priority much. to you. Send your kid off to an indoctrination camp. That's your choice. <laughs> I'm with you. And it's just like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful because I understand same, same. people have invested a lot in their jobs. But it's yeah. like, you know what, man? It's like I used to work as a valet. I used to work at the door at the comedy store. There's, there's okay, a great example of this is a, like, you know, traffic court, right? I go to traffic court. I, I, I make an illegal turn because of, uh, I go to make a turn. The street is cut off. So I have to go back in and I have to use the other ways traffic center lie center lane because there's nowhere to go Las and, Palmas and Cherokee right and what and what did the judge say it's like yes technically you broke the law but in the name of justice I'm going to find you not guilty okay and that's what we're talking about there's a this is in the law there's a mandate Okay, but at some point we realize that the, the, there's no science there. And we're allowing hurt people to, like, we're allowing powerless people to exert power on people. And, and, and what we're allowing are people, and Johnny, maybe this goes back to what you're saying, that people who feel like they've been shit on their whole life suddenly get a little power and they believe because of their paranoia and the the way they see everything, the lens in which they see the world, they believe that's how you treat people because they've interpreted how they've been treated. So they go and they start treating people poorly because they think they've been treated poorly. And reality is, is what great power comes great responsibility. Is that, is that great power being a, being a flight attendant? Well, I mean, I just, Johnny, you I can just ban think the mass Nazis come from a place where they are given this authority. It is not their responsibility. And they're going to take the opportunity to be assholes yeah. because that's really what it comes down to. You know, in the sense that, like you said, with great power, with great authority comes great power. I think that's what you said. Yeah. But these people, it goes great back power to that comes whole great level. Responsibility. Oh, thank you. Um, but it goes back to that whole thing where nobody wants to be responsible for anything. So these people, even though they're masked Nazis and they're enforcing a mandate, which is nothing more than a gentle suggestion by a government. That's what a mandate is, kids. Um, is has taken it and run with it, but it's not their responsibility. So we should all feel bad for them because they are just doing their job. See, now I I, I want to clarify this because I what I mean is this is another gross, way, Johnny, another no. way yeah. that they divide us. Yeah, one hundred percent. By, by because, because this becomes now an us versus them situation for flight attendants and TSA and police, you know, et cetera, down the line. And I'm just saying yeah, it's, it's, it. it's another way that they, they set us at odds with each other when, at a time when we should be coming together against the government. And then once you get it, you're, you're now at a different war with someone else that didn't get it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 super. It's, it's super. A great thing is police officers. I mean, you see people flip flopping all the time with police officers. You know, we have a cop who shoots a, a, a you know a black man, and then everybody's mad at the cops. The the left's mad at the cops. The right's uh, uh, supporting the cops, and then the, that same cop goes and shuts down somebody's business because of COVID. And now the left loves the cops, and then the right uh, hates the cops. And it's just as flipping back and forth. Instead of going, hey man, abuse of power is wrong. Or Nobody wants how to do about that. Not being in a place where somebody's going to think you're guilty of doing something really bad that you're going to have to get chased and by then, cops. This gets back to something we've talked about on the show so much, and that is like I hate to say it. Yes, we should have rules for everybody, but unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. I mean, as a comedian, right? I know that there are rules for really popular comics, and then there's rules for me. And if I think I should get the same rules as a guy who sells out the Grand Canyon, I'm going to f- be frustrated for the rest of my life. Or I have to understand, what is the game being played? What is the game that's being played? You can be upset about the, that, the, that there's certain rules for you. And yes, there is institutional racism on everything. But at this point in this area, there's a game. And what is the game going to be played? How are you playing the game? And if you don't play the game right, you're going to get fucked, man. It's just the way it is. And we could get on to it's unfair this or unfair that. Right now, guys, in California, there's rules for rich people. And then there's rules for really poor people, right? We have really poor people being like just pushed out of a court. Oh, you only sold $1,000. We have people committing really high bank robbery, like uh, fraud and everything, and nothing's happening to them. The only rules are for the people in the middle right now. And it also it it might get as petty as this. It happens on Instagram. Sam can post something, and then one of the bigger comedians posts something. Sam gets the Instagram deleted, and the other guy gets 1,000 million likes. Yep. It can, it can be that petty on just depending on who you are. It, 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 and it goes, what is the game that's getting played? What is the game? Dude, institutional racism, drug laws is the worst. I mean, it's so obvious. They made crack, a, nu- a nugget of crack the size of a kilos of cocaine. But that's the rule. That's the, I'm not saying it's right. But understand, that is the game, right? That's the game right there. When I got busted for buying drugs, I, I failed at the game. And I went to jail for a night. And luckily, the cop was crooked. And I My lawyer got thrown out. But it's like, and by the way, Doc, I'm sober now. So you're not talking to a crazy person like maybe a couple of years ago. But the point is that the game, what is the game? See, in the game right there is sell cocaine, not crack. That's all I hear from that game. I'm like, if I'm going to sell those drugs, I might as well play the game as straight as I can. You're like... Are you riding with a legal gun in your car? Are you riding with drugs in your car? Are you doing all that? That's the game, man. Okay, they pulled me over when I wasn't doing anything. What's the game, dude? Yelling and screaming at the cop. What's the game? When the cop comes up, man, this cop pulled me over for not doing five Mississippi at the stop sign, dude. In a city where you could steal $1,000 from CVS and the cops will give you a, a police escort to your car. What do I scream and yell at this guy? Give me the ticket. I'll see you in court. That's how we do it. That's how you got to do it. You got to play this game, man. Yes, some rules aren't the same for everybody. And I'm super sorry for that. That super sucks. That sucks. But either you learn the game or you you get lit up, man. And it sucks. And let me tell you something, man. There's some shit that happens at a really high level. Okay. That regardless of your color, you get away with shit. You don't get away with shit. 
It's just the way it is, man. What is the game, dude? What is the game? And the game that we want to talk about here is how to get out of the system. And that is growing your own food, dealing with your own health, and taking care of yourself. The system, man, it got real simple, dude. It became the first exit off the highway, and everyone was taking it. First exit off, just go to the grocery store, go to public schools, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, centralize the internet, and not watch the news this hour, this hour. I'm just going to watch the news because I'm going to find out what's going on in the world. And I didn't realize that it was called programming. And they were programming me to see a certain world. And we have to stop that, dude. And guess what? It's going to be work. Yeah, you can't get off. Can't get off the first exit. Yeah, it's gonna be work. Guess what? Going to your local uh, board of education meeting all the time is gonna be work. What are you gonna do? But even what she said, going to your local butcher and gro- and garden that takes work. But if you want that and you want to get off the system, you're gonna have to go. You work gotta for do it. it, man. It's like and yeah, you my butcher. My butcher's thirty five minutes from me, and they speak only Spanish in the office. So you gotta up your game. <laughs> she gotta up your game. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's just like that's how we have to do it. We have yeah. to. We have to take. If it's easy, it's probably not the best for you. Nope. It's just not exactly, and nothing's free. Nothing's free. And Johnny said it before. Like you heard somebody tweet it. Any biological no, I short think Tim Ferriss says it. There are no biological free rides as well. You I know, totally you, agree with if that. You're, if you're high now, yeah. you're paying for it later. You're going to pay yeah. for that shit later, dude. You're going to. You could do it real easy. You know? So, I mean, we're go- we've had people on here talk about growing your own food. Start yeah. doing it. Start finding people. Like, where's the best places to go to find people doing that in your area, Doc? I think honestly, it's it's about having a private conversation. I mean, I'm out in farm country, so when I'm you know riding my horse down the street and I see my neighbor, you know, we have that conversation. I homeschool, so we're out at local parks and things like that, and we talk to other homeschool parents. But you know, you can go to your local garden club. You can just go to your local bar and be like, "Hey, you know, what are you guys doing?" and start the conversation there. It doesn't have to be anything that's organized. You can certainly start a Facebook group. If that's your jam. Um, but it's just a matter of having interpersonal relationships with people, person to person, not text, you know, face to face conversations. I think in the city, Sam, if, if you're wondering, I think it would be like these co-ops and the community gardens. I see a lot of those yeah. around. I think Where those, do you go for that? Well, I, mean, you see them, I see them all around. You just walk around, yeah. you see yeah. like a lot that's got a garden on it. It's usually like a community garden. You want to get in there. Co-ops, you know, have like the co-op grocery store kind of thing where it's stuff that people have grown and that they bring and, and, and you can, you know, people volunteer to work there to kind of join. It's, Everyone's got a farm, uh, like a local farmer's market or farmer's whatever. Market yeah. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Those yeah. are, although those have become slowly more and more like corporatized. Yeah. Right? More like yeah, Trader the, Joe's. The one in my town is, it's, I got to go a couple towns over, but yeah. Well, that's just how it is. I mean, if you look at like uh, podcasting on Apple, all the top 20 now are corporate things. Yeah, and I but, believe those numbers, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't either, dude. It's all a psyop to get you going. So, uh, doctor, uh, real quick, uh, we're you know, as you talk to me about doing all this stuff, I'm like, sounds to me like living in rural areas are probably the best idea for you. And these big cities have become free range reservations that just 
beat us down. I mean, like, let's get into the fact that, like, you know, we're in these big cities. We're promoting, you know, diversity left and right, in particular female workforce, which is great. I mean, like, I I have zero problems with women who want work starting a business. I have zero problems with it. It's I have no problems with that. Make that money. That's what you want to do. But this movement to like. Like I was watching on United, they're like, we're, we're super excited. We're now have a program where we're giving, uh, you know, uh, scholarships to women to become airline pilots. And they're going to start hiring these airline pilots. Like, man, I mean, that sounds like what they did to the indigenous people on these reservations where they killed off all the buffalo. So the men couldn't hunt. Now men are, can't find jobs. And I'm sorry. But men, are, men, whether you like it or not, are defined by their their careers. I mean, it's 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 a p it's the p's the three p's: provide, protect, procreate. That's what men have a biological drive to do. I'm sorry, it's just the truth, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't mean women can't work. I I would never tell a lady to take care of her children, take care of her family. Would never say that. But when you start seeing men being pushed out to push women in, that's being done purposefully. There's a difference between opening up to everybody. At, and shutting it down to some and allowing these quote unquote disenfranchised people in at the front of the line. That's being done purposefully. It was done to the black community. It was done to the indigenous people. What are your thoughts about basically moving out of the big city into the, into rural, smaller communities? Oh, I, I, well, we're seeing the migration even in my neighborhood. I mean, I think there's been o- over 50 houses sold with 320 doors here in the last 18 months. I mean, people just have had it. They've had the rule, had it with the rules, the regulations. Everybody wants space. They all want to kind of get into a self-sustaining kind of mode. And I think you're absolutely right. The cities are all, for the most part, the infrastructure and the government is corrupt. The, you know, the ports, the main ports in this country are all run by, you know, Democrat-led cities. And, and government officials, it's kind of a scary, you know, position to be in. So I'm grateful to see a little bit of a suburban migration or even rural. You know, I'm, I'm pretty rural out here. But I have to tell you, I do have to get going um, shortly because I have to put my horses away and get my kids. Okay, one home. quick question we have for you <laughs> sure. and then we'll let you go. Johnny, you have a question. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to I was I was reading a little on your background and I know that I, it seems that you support uh, you're an advocate of the paleo uh, diet. Is that can yeah. you talk about the staples of that and, and why that's a why that's maybe the optimal diet for, for the sure. Human? So I, I've been supporting the paleo diet for so long that we used to call it the caveman diet, which I think even makes more sense. So it's, it is, you know, the, the foundation of the caveman diet or the paleo diet is, is you got to grow it or source it yourself. It is a super, super clean, unprocessed way of eating. And when you're eating unprocessed, uh, you know, lean, clean protein and vegetables and nuts and seeds and, and healthy sources of fat, it's all a very, very nutrient dense diet. And when you have a, a nutrient dense diet, number one, it helps normalize your weight. If you're overweight, it'll help you reduce weight. If you're underweight, it'll help you gain weight. It's uh, one of those diets that you have very few cravings on because you are so nutritionally satiated and it gives you a maximum amount of energy because your body can use everything that you're putting into it. So it's a huge advantage for the human frame. All right, Doc. Sorry if we scared you off. I feel like we got too Not much. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one more time, can you tell them where they can find you? 
Sure. Um, I have a practice in Connecticut and in Florida. I do mostly virtual. You can find me at drkenderbecker.com. All of my information about my practice is there. I do have a course about self-sustainability on there that talks about, you know, making your own medicine, medicine cabinet makeover, uh, talks about the paleo diet, and going gluten-free, talks about genetics. There's eight different modules that just really helps you keep your healing in your home and keeping you out of the doctor's office. All right, doctor, thank you so much for coming on. Make sure to check out the links below uh, so you can find her if you want to contact her. And I hope to see you guys in Chicago and at Flow Fest this weekend. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. Uh, we really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.